Well, in the words of Paris is burning, you can have body and not be sexy. It could give combo. I love combos. Small fry, medium drink. Make the drink a um, half and half. Uh, I don't do soda. <laughs> I have to figure out how to keep that in. They never said the Sites podcast was too much. Who knows more about music than us? The Sites is a black podcast made in all genres with a sprinkling pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you know from DC, you probably don't know what size you need. And it's from your If I make my way over, don't you make me regret. Sing, um, Alex Isley. Oh! What? I just, you know how you like put pants on and you put, you like push your pocket down? And then like, I was like, oh, it's something in my pocket. Look what was in my pocket. Money? Oh, ghetto. <laughs> now, nah, Hukatini. That's funny. Love to see it. Welcome to my world. Because <laughs> you know I'm not even a hoop star like that. Not a hook star. That is what you is, though. Is I made everybody go to three different hookah bars while we was in Atlanta. Okay, let's start the show. <sighs> Another episode of this fucking shit. <laughs> I love when you start the show like that because you be acting like you over it, but you live. Oh, in abundance. With a dun dun, in abundance. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh, I, I guess we have to talk about that too, or that lady too, but whatever. So, what's been going on? Uh, people are really trying to destroy um, Rihanna's pregnancy, and I don't like it. Oh, okay. So, we jumping into Muse with the News because yeah. I have things to say. All right, boom. So, timeline of things, right? Things are getting rocky for Rihanna ASAP. Uh. <laughs> it started with... The is over, y'all. <laughs> it started with breakup rumors thanks to that fashion influencer. It's the guy... A who- nobody. A bad built nobody. Oh, go off. Never uh, seen... He's facing a botch body. We not going to his Twitter page. Oh, it's an party. We don't do our parties. What would be your tea if you went to a fucking our party? So I don't know if his name is Louis Pisano or Luis Paisano, whatever. It it's could, Lake Fish. That's what it is. His name is Louis. He's a, like a scammer and a fraud and a bitch that loves robbery. I feel like it could be John. It don't matter. Before I even tell you what he did, he's the same guy who started the rumors about Daniel Lee getting fired from Bottega Veneta because... He said, fucking nigga, or he called somebody fucking nigga in this meeting. Fashion group Karen came back and said that that didn't happen. They refuted the claims. And Francois Henry Penault didn't even have a comment, basically. Like, this didn't happen. Fuck that shit. So this is just background on the guy who started the rumor. But he went to Twitter and said that Aesop Rocky got caught cheating with Amina Maudi, who is like, a footwear designer for Fenty. Like, she's already in cahoots with Rihanna, blah, blah, blah. So I guess I could see how there could have been some canoodling spoken about, but he then had to, like, recant his, uh, what is it called, statement. And you know that that wasn't nothing but God and Rihanna. 
basically saying he didn't know why he felt that he needed to take to the internet and say things that he thought, just like really obliterating himself and his esteem. And I was like, mm, this is fishy. Right after that, Pregnantiana and Rocky flee to Barbados for vacation. Breakup rumors where? Now you're saying they flee. Because <laughs> they immediately pooched. And Rihanna is on, like, not even a beach, but just in front of the neighborhood, stomach out, skirt on, titties almost loose from the b- bikini. Like, she don't care. <laughs> nothing don't. changed. Nothing was a thing. Nothing was the same. <laughs> and then... Today, we find out that they get back, and as soon as they land off the private jet, the police is in the terminal arresting Rocky for assault with a deadly weapon. Like, literally, according to NBC News, he was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon in connection to some shit that happened in November of last year, and it was a shooting that had previously been unreported in the media. What? My thing is this. Mess and distress. If the shooting happened in November. What are we doing here in almost May? That you're just now being arrested for something that happened in November? Secondly, the person that is making these allegations is saying they think they got grazed by the bullet. If you got shot or got grazed by a bullet, you finna know. Yeah. You don't think you y'all, got grazed. Y'all watch Power, then bullets hurt. Sure, shots won't graze you, in the words of Beanie Siegel. I was about to say, I'm a rapper. So if somebody is trying to come for you, like he's saying Rocky attacked him on the street and yada yada, first of all, all right, Rocky might not be the brightest person, but I don't think he's dumb enough to be the one to hold a gun if there's a fight and he with other people. And Rocky is a street nigga at the end of the day. Hence why people had an issue with Rihanna being with him. So why would he not know the code of conduct for street happenings? The fuck? It's weird. I... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just hate that this lady can't enjoy her pregnancy. Yeah. It's always something. She didn't even want to show us the baby. We're not seeing that baby no time soon. Well, like, yes. But she didn't even want to show us that there was a baby. You get what I'm saying? Like, But you're not really supposed to. Like, the IG girls got it fucked up. You're not supposed to really tell people you're pregnant until you in your second trimester. Because... I'm not knowing the, the, the like, etiquette of, of women stuff. Yeah, you're not supposed to say nothing because, I mean, this is kind of morbid, but, like, you don't want to tell people I'm pregnant and you lose a baby and you looking stupid. So once you get to a certain point where there's not really a chance that you'll lose the baby, that's when people start, um, that's who start telling people, like that's when people start sharing they're pregnant. That's fair. And, and that's like when you show it more and stuff like that, when you can't like hide it. Yeah. So I don't think she was sneak attacking. It's literally like, that's just the way it usually go. That yeah. people don't be announcing the pregnancy. And Caribbean people are very superstitious. So it could be even more to it than that, than just like the American side of why she did it. Right. Which I respect all of it because same. But yeah, child, they over there fucking the Rockies and the Rihanna's up. It's 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 sad. She should be able to just be enjoying her pregnancy. But you know, people, the devil is busy. All the time. 
the devil is so fucking busy but you know they're gonna prevail anyway they they breeze right through them cheating allegations so listen i'm telling you she literally had somebody on the line like in this because that statement came quick he didn't even have to do that with the Bottega shit. You know Rihanna don't play. <laughs> she said, scrub the internet of this. <laughs> this episode actually is about male R&B, so I'm gonna let Stephanie just go off about Lucky Day like she always do for five seconds. And then we- I was about to say, bring us our meat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, who do they make that video? Oh, they talk about Sierra. They're like, bring us our meat. <laughs> this year was pregnant with Sienna. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. People are crazy. <laughs> but also bring us our knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not no. Wanna see her? Give us photos now. Did you see um, running like Russell threw her to football and then she was like running like she was on a team out front the White House the other day? Like, what are y'all doing? Go home. Why are they always at the White House? Do they have an apartment there? What is going on? <laughs> They at the White House more than Kamala. I'd be confused. And it's no Sade. Like, they stayed down to the White House. I live for it. Sierra's having the time of her life. Yeah, she is. I'm happy for her. I also think she's pregnant, but. Oh, God. I just want, I want everybody to take a break from fertility, but that's just me. The world <laughs> is shambles. We do not have time to be helping more kids out right now. I just really, whatever. Use um, up. He wants y'all to stop getting pregnant. Yeah. It's just a lot. So this episode is about Mel R&B, um, and we will reveal to y'all, I guess, who our special guest is. But our special guest is definitely an anomaly in terms of what we've been seeing in R&B because R&B singers not fine no more. That's just the, 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 what it is. <laughs> not even that. I think that, so I'm going to just say it. Sergio is our guest later on, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the cast, Sergio, um, after we finish rambling. But with what Stephanie said, there's also like some pride that was taken in not being fine or in not being sexy. Like there were artists who literally built their career on the backs of being alternative or being non-traditionally attractive or whatever the case may be. And like not to be shallow, but that's literally not what R&B was used to for pretty much the, the entirety of its existence. No, not the entirety of his existence, but at least the duration of the 90s and, and maybe 70s to, that's still a long time. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> Everybody was fine to these people. Like my mom talked about she used to be a, a groupie for the, the main ingredient, running behind Cuba Good and Dad. Like, I mean, but a family of fine, that makes sense. What? Omar, Omar Gooding is still fine to me. I don't give a fuck. Oh, interesting. We never discussed that. I never would have thought you would think Omar was fine, but I get it. Um, and Cuba Gooding's son is fine. Who? Cuba Gooding's son is fine. He was in Scream. Show him to me. <laughs> um, but I just feel like it's not even just music. It's just fame altogether. Like now we're trying to be like inclusive and diversity and inclusion and like not being fine is like okay now which for me and this used to be like my pen tweet on twitter for a very long time like over a year i was like if you're a celebrity and you don't make me feel insecure about myself you're not a celebrity hmm. i don't want a celebrity that don't look as fine like that that doesn't look finer than everybody i know <laughs> because what's the point of being a celebrity if you're gonna look 
regular. There's just this intangibility that I think stars used to have. And mm-hmm. that everything is so accessible, you can literally look just like them. So and I don't want to look like a celebrity. I want to be ugly when I say next to a celebrity. No. <laughs> but I the, should not be a baddie next to a celebrity. Like, what? I don't disagree with what you're saying, but the internet has made it okay for people to be their own version of celebrities. Like, people get big heads when they get a certain follower count. The girls got the K behind their numbers. Like, it's a thing. Blue check mafia. It's a thing. I get it. But I do also want to hold space and hold court for attractiveness because I'm a Libra and I'm ruled by Venus. Pretty things do me justice. Like, and I'm shallow, so I just want to see fine. <laughs> and that's not what the episode is about. Like, uh-uh. No, that nigga sings down, too. Yeah, he do. He sings better than everybody. Right. But the fact that the matter is, the point we're trying to get to is that we just miss that, like, today on Flying Famous Black Girls, it's an Instagram page, there's a picture, there's, like, a run of pictures from an I'll Be Sure concert when he's singing to the lead character of the original She's Gotta Have It, like, on stage, like, he brought her on stage, and he's literally, like, singing to her pelvis, like, and she's just, like, smiling and melting, and I'm like, man, like, I miss that in R&B, but... As we've been watching these Lucky Day videos from the tour, I'll be at the tour on Friday and I'll be able to give a recap our next episode. The branding is is restoring the feeling and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it one because like I said, we just been going through a drought. Like I'm sorry, like I would not be at a six lakh concert squirming or um at a Bryson Tiller fanning my cushion wanting to throw my panties. Like they don't give me that. Um, even though y'all call them R&B dolls, but, um, <laughs> I'm gonna kill at my tongue. I, wait, were you, were you throwing panties at, um, I'm not throwing panties nowhere, baby, but <laughs> I, um, it's just not that type of place, right? Like, I think that the space that we have been in, in R&B, especially on the male side, just was not inherently sexy. It wasn't. The people that we actually did view as heartthrobs at a point, just started trying to be rappers, and that wasn't sexy R&B wise. And then like who? Chris Brown. Chris Brown used to have a lot. Chris of- Brown's still a heartthrob to me. Too- I feel like I feel like Chris Brown can do a backflip in a body roll, and the girls were still losing. Even if he doing, even if he's doing rap songs, I still feel like he got heart. First of all, Chris Brown is still handsome, even though he looks emaciated sometimes. There is still there is still handsome in there. Like Chris Brown has always been cute. I the boys lately, not even they don't even start at cute. I'm not disagreeing with that, but the music wasn't sexy. I don't want to hear "fuck me, suck me, pussy this, pussy that," and think that I'm about to like set the mood with that. It's not giving that. He did always have some songs that, like you said, restore the feeling, but the bulk of what was popular from him wasn't giving that. And I think- oh, I'm not talking about music. I'm talking about actual appearance. Okay, so Stephanie's being shallow. It's fine. I'm trying to keep it classy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, cause me, I don't care if this, if the, if you can be saying crazy things, but if you fine, I'm a, I'm a allow it. But no, y'all know I've been on this episode and I've been staying on people next because you can't be talking about, I'm about to bust it down. I'm about to crack your ribs open and you look like Igor. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that because there's no way you're going to be able to do that because you look like. No. Points are being made. I'm just saying it's a mix. It's not just the look. 
we literally, and I don't want to, I'm going to say names, but I don't want nobody to think that I feel a way about these people artistry because I like their music too. But Daniel Caesar is not getting the draws. He's not. No, no. And even, even though, but the thing is, if, if, if Daniel Caesar was fine, the music is good. We love the music, right? Because we're now in 2022 and we don't need looks. But imagine if Daniel Caesar was fine on top of the music. And I think that that's where we need to set the stage for the episode, right? Because again, we talk about looks and all of that shit, shallowness, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want the episode to skew that way. I want to actually do a diagnostic on what happened to the fine, right? I think Wait, did the fine go? Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, I see what you did there. We love. We're fine. <laughs> What's wrong with your face? <laughs> Let me stop because then people listen to this and be like, bitch, you ugly. <laughs> I... It's fine. My fence don't say that though. Oops. Okay. Now, Stephanie self-sized That was last episode. I think that... <laughs> I just think that a case study needs to be done on this aspect of music, right? Because it was a... It was a thing. You had to look a certain way for a very long time to get in the door. Then they would build talent around you if they had to because of your look. And I think that it's a good thing that we are so talent-forward now. And then there's people like our special guest who has the whole package. And they like sleep through the cracks, but they were for a moment focused on people who did not necessarily have a specific look or fit in that mold that we were used to from 90s and early 2000s, 90s and before. So it's just an interesting thing. We talked about this on an episode previously. I think we had a guest there too. There were no heartthrobs in R&B for a long time. A long time. Not, not on Moss, like not more than two at a time. And I feel like Chris Brown, as a, you know, archetype, went through different eras of music because he's been around for so long at this point. So I'm not even counting him. I just mean the shift from actual singing R&B, the Drew Hills and the fucking niggas like that, all the way down to who I really didn't think was all of that cute, if you want to be honest. Nokia was fine, sorry. Then, so, and a little too scrawny for me, whatever, that don't matter. So we went from that, right? And then we got into this wave of like, Drake is fine now, but there was a moment where it was given Degrassi. You you mentioned- Where it was given platypus. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. We can have a cosmetic surgery episode another time. <laughs> I mean, Lori Hill, come on the cast. Our doll. <laughs> I have things to say and I want to, you know, predict with you. No, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk shit about these niggas because I really listen to everybody music. I don't be having no type of discrimination or discernment when it comes to the looks as far as music is concerned because I do like it, but I will not date them. Well, what I was saying um, before we went on this tangent was that Lucky Day is restoring the feeling. He's bringing girls up on stage. He's singing the girls. He's shirtless. He's sweaty. And like, to be fair... I think most people, even Lucky Day fans, everybody that's a painted girl, we were not really lusting after Lucky like that. Like, I didn't hear people lust. People just love the music. But, so, I don't know. I think he realized he was close to 40, and that grown man weight came in, 
and or he's just trying to do a thing. But if y'all haven't seen these clips from the concert, it is giving sex appeal. It is giving Teddy Pendergrass in his prime. And I love that, especially for him, because if y'all ever watch his interviews, it gives awkward teenagers. Mm-hmm. So to see him on stage being so commanding, he also sounds amazing. Like the mic is on. Um, he looks amazing. He's dressed, boot, and he's just serenading these girls. Like when he, so, so I'm not going to, if you're going to the show, I'm not going to tell you what he sings, what he serenades, what he serenades a woman every night to the same song. And he's like putting his head on girls' necks and singing. This one girl, she had a long braid and he's standing behind her singing. So it's Mike in one hand. And in the other hand, he's wrapping her braid around his arm and then he yanks it so that she turns her head to him. She posted it and I love that. Oh, all the girls that have been getting started have been posting the content. Like this one girl was like, this one girl tweeted, Lucky Day is my man. And some other girl was like, um, was like, I doubt it. And the girl responded and said, You sure about that? And posted a video of Lucky singing to her on stage. Baby. The girls are fighting. Oh no, the girls are fighting. But the girls are really fighting. Like I've seen videos of people throwing panties on stage, throwing bras on stage. And like at one and at one point it's so funny because He's singing, and then he sees the bra, and like, he gets distracted, and he picks it up, and he, like, puts it on his chest and starts laughing, and he, like, goes to his bandmate because <laughs> we have not seen people throwing bras and all that kind of stuff since 2000s. Yeah. For real. No, yeah. And also, he's getting sexually assaulted on tour, and I want everybody to stop. Because there's been multiple cities where, at the end, he's in the audience, and he's like, can y'all stop grabbing my nuts? I, it's, happened, it's happened so far that I've seen recorded in two different cities. Y'all, stop touching him. <laughs> I know we restoring the feeling, but sexual assault is never okay. Listen, the people have missed genuine. That's really what's happening. The people That's really what's Because it's given genuine. It is. And it's weird because I would not put them in the same category as far as that is concerned. But I do think Because he don't even make music about sex. Not at all. It's he, not only, he only makes sad boy music. But it's more lovey-dovey than... Yeah, lover, I say lover boy music is probably better. Yeah, I like, I, I like it for him, and I think it's very cute for him because it's unexpected. But I do think that there's a specific aspect of R&B where that type of thing is needed. That's what the girls want to feel. What's Tierra Marie saying? <laughs> Are there any boys around that can? They know how to make a girl feel, okay? Listen, I'm not mad. And a sponsor. You know Jackie's song. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> that should have been a fucking hit. I hate that BET took that down. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I watch it on YouTube. But yeah, so um, I'll have my Lucky Day concert recap, but um, I'm just really excited to see... To, and I, I'm really interested... I'm, I'm excited to see how other girls respond, like, around me, because I'm not going to be moved by it, honestly. Like... He only do stuff for me vocally and from the neck to the waist. Oh, my God. I'm excited to cheer and to sweat. We'll, we'll see, though, because he, he might get in front of me, and I'm... <laughs> you know, I'm trying to... Da, 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 da. I ain't never seen that. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie Lyon, she will be texting me the whole time talking about he is fine. I'm about to get on stage. Like, this. But, be- no, but Muse, have I ever said he was fine? No. 
Okay, are, I'm just saying. There are features on his face that I understand why I, why I'm, I get it. Like, I get why the girls are going crazy. It's not my purpose. It's not my saying. But I think the girls are going crazy now because they're seeing him on stage. Nobody's ever like, oh, he made my coochie jump. People was not saying that before. It's a confidence thing. And we talk about that later on. Right. In too, because y'all know how I feel about a confidence set. Like, it just needs to give what it was not giving. And we were allowing so many people to have this storyline of not being cool and not being liked and being an outcast and being different. And all of those things are good. And those people needed a shine and a light and a beacon of light and all of that too. I, I don't have anything to say negatively about that, but it's just something fire about a confident nigga, no matter what they look like. Right. I think, I, I guess I'll say this. I think he's beautiful. Like he, his features are beautiful. Yeah. But when I see him, I wasn't seeing fine until the confidence started confidenting on stage. And that's fine. <laughs> Hashtag, and that's fine. Yeah, because some people can be attractive, but they don't make your insides do stuff. But you're like, oh, yeah, you're very attractive. Yeah, and I can do that, like, very respectfully. I can separate the face from the fine. Yeah. Right, you know, like the artist from the artistry. Like, it's, it's all about separation. That's what Avant and Kelly Rowland said. That's what we gotta do. Oh, so you want to talk about Coachella? Well, before we talk about Coachella, let me bash Nikki real quick. Um, I would like to know specifically from the Barb's how it feels to be bullied by your fave. Nicki Minaj took to Instagram and, or was it Twitter? She took to some social media site where people follow her and was like, Y'all better do what it need to be done for the We Go Up video or else I'm going to delay the album for a real long time, basically. And I'm just like, you're threatening the girls. What is this about? I don't know how I feel about that. But fast forward to the video being out. It kind of looked like it was shot on a Samsung Galaxy, and I don't like that. But it's this trend going on with the drill music videos where they all look the same anyway. It looks like the video with Fabio and City Girls. They just all out being ghetto in front of some nice cars, corner stores and shit. It looks like the clips that we've seen of Cardi's video that's coming. I hate that hers is coming out so late because I like hers. Hers is one of the better ones, I think. No, it, it came out last week. But it, ca it came out later than, than these, is what I'm saying. Like, everybody Wait, came Nikki's out. came out later or Cardi? Nikki's song came out first. Her video oh, oh. came out. Yeah. Cardi only showed us a clip and then the video came out. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's just a little disheartening because I don't want it to look like she following the trend after, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. It's weird. Like, Samsung Galaxy videos, no. I mean, this is not that movie called Tangerine shot on Philly on iPhone. I don't like that. You are too big and famous and you have too much money for this to look like we shot this via Zoom. And then she posted a video working I guess and like at some point pulls her dress up and the caption is like y'all better go stream we go up and it just gave desperate it gave go home out. <laughs> living in a oh money yeah I'm not a fan and that's just what a TI is I have been trying because I do like the song I like we go up I do like her verse on Blick Blick. I think it's one of her better, newer verses. And she did something else recently that I like. And I was like, oh, look at me liking the things. But, oh, nigger, please. <laughs> 
Now we can talk about Coachella and people I really do care about. I want to start with Megan Thee Stallion finally listening to Reason and rapping like she's supposed to rap. That clip of her with that bad boy sample and she's going off how we want her to go off. Her hair look good. I watched most of her set. Jaquel Knight is doing something with that lady. The stage <laughs> was good. She came out looking good. I was very proud because, you know, we have bashed Megan a couple times, too. And this is not a bashing show. It's not bashing. It's, it's gentle encouragement. But when it comes to Nikki, I feel like they're going to think that it's bashing because you can't give her constructive criticism without somebody calling you a faggot online. So I just didn't, you know, I had to, you know, prepare. But I was really shook. I was literally shaking, like, you know, Lisa Barlow. I didn't know whether I was going to enjoy <laughs> her set or not, but I really liked it. I only saw the clip. I didn't watch Coachella. I even missed Doja because I was like, you know, I want to have a lot of energy to watch Doja. And she, her set was at like midnight, which I'd be up. Like, cause I stay, I was still up till like one thirty, but I didn't have the energy to give Doja like I wanted to give. So I didn't watch anybody's anybody's performances, but I did enjoy the the um, Megan. She definitely heard our cries. I just hope that she continues to go on the path of doing something different. Mm-hmm. Cause she, her and the baby became the kind of artist where. You press play on a song, and no matter what the beat is, it sounds like the same thing. Yeah, it was very routine, monotonous, repetitive. And she ain't even nothing since the Tina Snow project. Well, she had like two songs on Fever, but other than that, everything just sounded just been sounding the same, and it's been boring. And her outfit's been bad. But um, I knew that when the For the Hotties project, that little five song EP came out. She just had a different type of energy and it was more of her freestyles or at least the style of her freestyles. And I was like, okay, she's listening to somebody that got some sense. And then with this being like the next thing coming out, I'm just like, okay, I'm interested to see what you about to do because I feel like you listen to the cast and you need it. And to. she also knows she need to keep up it because if she's supposed to be in charge of the girls, she, the other girls are out doing her. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Lotto came and took her wave of, like, sounding like a dude, if that was what it was. If Tina Snow was the more Mia X, like, 500-pound rapper, like, just, you know, big and bad and gumptious, Lotto got that wave now. I went to see Lotto on Monday, y'all. She ate that stage up. Yeah. A fun girl. She rapped super hard. Like, I love her. Yeah, I'm like, we got Lotto. We got Lakia. We got Ken the Man. Like, we got girls... Because I think the other thing with that people used to try to differentiate Megan was, oh, she's like, she read like a dude, like she got more substance, yada, 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 even though she still read about the same thing as City Girls. But people, you know, said that her skill was better than right. City Girls. But now we got girls who can really, really rap now. So she, she got to get it together because Lotto, Lakia, Dream, Kinderman, all of the dogs are on her heels. And I also feel like in order for you to be viewed as one of the most skilled, we need to be able to see you do more than just what you do. You right. You able to vary and differentiate your own style and do that well too in order to maintain that I can rap better than everybody else title or moniker. I didn't see that for a while, so I'm glad 
she's kind of like tapping into it. Cause you got bitches like Dochi coming out here and sound like a different girl on every song. And I'm just like, we ain't seen that since, since. And even Lotto's album, I don't think she got any song that, two songs that sound the same on that album. She don't, she really don't. My shit is still real ones. My shit is 777 part one and two. My shit is sunshine. My shit is like a thug, like it's songs. And I could, you could think a different girl was rapping each of those. Yep. And I just want to say you were shouting all that out. I don't know, maybe the Philly show must have been the liveest show because her and Santana were on Twitter and on Instagram posting so much about their Philly stop. And when um, she did Sunshine, the whole stadium, like the whole venue was singing. And she was like, y'all, y'all don't understand how good it make me it feel to hear y'all sing this song, this particular song back to me. I love that. Like, it was everything. Lotto was great. So... Stay strong, Meg. <laughs> okay, so venture off more rap girls. Doja eight. Sorry, I didn't stay up and watch it either. I was drunk in Atlanta, and like that got on my nerves a little bit too. But I, we could talk about how Atlanta is a different, completely different city than when we went to school there on another show. But yeah, mm-mm. so Mr. Doja, but Ron sent me all of the clips because he know that I am Doja Cat, right? So you know how we felt about Tanache's show? She comes out with that type of energy. Like, Doja is honestly our next superstar. And I'm not sure if everyone thinks that or if it's like just a me thing. Because I don't see enough people talking about it online. We have had, you know, the frameworks for Beyonce, Rihanna. We had Gaga. We had like legends, right, of our time. These are people that I would consider legends, both substantially music-wise and accolade-wise. Doja is kind of like shifting that for a rapper. Mm. I don't see anybody else as creative as her. I don't see anybody else that is as flexible as her when it comes to like showmanship. She can really dance. She can really sing. She can really rap. And she has a taste level. Taste level is definitely key. You know how I am. And she's a Libra, so like I expect taste. Sorry. Throw it in there. Everybody ain't able. Not even all Libras. But I just, I adore Doja Cat. And I'm happy to see her get her shine since she got that Grammy. I still want my girl to take a break. But she ate Coachella. I can't wait to see week two if they streaming that too. So I can actually watch it in full instead of just clips. But her energy on stage is crazy to me. And can't wait to see her live myself. Yeah, so are they going to stream Weekend 2 or no? They did when Beyonce performed. Okay, because I, I didn't see Doja and I wanted to see her in real time, but I need to, like, better prepare. Like, I didn't know Coachella Weekend was coming up. I just didn't prepare, so. Well, it was a lot of pussyfooting around when it came to Coachella on all sides because Kanye was supposed to headline, and then he backed out. And then The weekend took his spot, but The weekend was like, I'm not performing if y'all don't pay me, which I was going to pay Kanye. So I don't know what exactly happened monetarily, but allegedly The weekend did end up performing. It's no footage online of that at all. And now you'll actually be pressed to find Doja clips. because They with- took it all down. It all down. That's what I'm saying. So Because I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch. I didn't watch no clips. I was proud of myself. I was like, I'm not going to watch no clips because I really want to, like, tap into my doll in full. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to have, like, a cocktail. I want to be on a couch watching it on the TV. Like, I wanted it to be an event. Right. I get it. But, yeah, so I didn't realize. Okay, so 
I didn't realize that she didn't headline because every picture I see on Twitter, she had, she had like five different outfits. So I'm like, wait, she not headlining and she changed her clothes that many times? Doll world. Everything. She had this big silver, like robotic lady that was like half lady, half staircase. And she would go up and down the stairs. The set was impeccable. I love that lady. Like, Doja Cat she's is the one. like, she's the one. I'm so happy that her show went off without a hitch like it did. And I can't wait to see if they're going to do this stream so I could do what you're doing and have a party. Really. I might invite people over. You know, can't nobody come to my house yet. <laughs> well, what else happened at Coachella since you were there? <laughs> okay. Um, Billie Eilish is also getting a lot of flack for basically just mentioning Beyonce, right? You know, on Beyonce's internet, you can't talk about her without someone saying something crazy. <laughs> Allegedly, she didn't feel as good about her set as others did. So she said something to the effect of Beyonce set the bar way too high. I don't know how anybody could compare. She was big upping Beyonce, really, though. I don't oh, oh, I thought she was being self-depreciating. It was both. Self-deprecating, whatever the word is. I knew what you meant. It was both. And I think that the hive stings hard when they sting, right? So it's just not looking too good for William. And I don't like that because, you know, I love Billie Eilish. Her, uh, I'm going to say her name right one day, but not right now. Her set was good. I like the little street stare thing that she had. She had all of these people dressed in all black, like the old man. Loved that. She's been rocking these little Ling Zayu haircuts from Tekken 7. I'm not mad. I like all of that. The music is good. She sound good. I just hate that she didn't feel good about it. And I'm also curious to know why she always got on knee pads and she don't dance. But that's neither here nor there. Maybe fashion. Well, you know, she's the covered up doll, baby, because she got titties like an uh aunt. -uh. Like. <laughs> Literally, Mama is Topanga from Boy Meets World. Oh, that is her body. Yep, down. So I get her like not, you know, her and her don't want to focus on the sex appeal, so they cover it up. But her actually can't dress, and Billie Eilish be looking fine. I don't know, whatever. That's whatever. <laughs> Sorry, somebody was revving up uh, something outside. Go ahead. Is it one of them spider vehicles that the uncles always be driving with the lights and they got a date in the side? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't see it. I just heard it. Just it was just getting aggressive. But sorry, go ahead. Back to Shellers. I don't know. The people just been joning online. Like, it's not like it was years past. But every crowd pick drone aerial view that I saw, it looked like a sea of ants. So I was just like, the people are packed. Diana on the on the stage and on the grounds and on the festival shits. So wish I was there, but also I'll wait until Frank come back. Like they were comparing it to Fire Festival. And I was like, you cannot do that. Like Well, most people don't even stay on the grounds anymore. So it's not that type of concert anymore. You literally get a little cute Airbnb or you search and destroy for a motel hotel holiday inn that'll take your ass. Because literally when me and Madden got our tickets for the initial Frank Ocean show in 2020 when the world imploded, we were very, very, very lucky, one, to get tickets. Then we were still hunting for a concrete place to stay for the weekend, like through the cancellation. Like the rumors had started swirling around that Coachella wasn't going to be a thing and they was going to give everybody money back 
and we had like just found a good option. And then mm. they and I cried. I didn't cry for real, but it sounded nice to say. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I went to Chella during the early years. Mm-hmm. So I went 20, I think I went 2010 and 2012. Oh my God. Decades. Oh, long ago. Um, huh? I just said since the 90s. Yeah, no, legit. Um, and we did camp on the grounds, but after that last year we went, it was not given that. And, and for me personally, like, I wouldn't go to Coachella if I wasn't camping, so I'll never go to Coachella again. I get it, because I feel like if the camping, because the camping really gave you the real Coachella experience. Like, while people who stay elsewhere, which some people, of course, stay elsewhere, like, they're spending their night trying to get out of the parking lot while we're, like, at a party. On the grounds. On the grounds, partying, drinking, people doing drugs, hooking up. I was, like, when we the group chat went, I was off by myself the whole time, just, like, hooking up with people and having fun. You give that, not like the salacious part, but you will dip off during a festival because I feel like I ain't see your ass but once the whole Soquarius. And I was like, where the fuck is Stephanie at? Yeah, because y'all wasn't moving around enough for me. But we all ended up doing that. Like, I wasn't with the full group. Me, Derek, and Madden ended up going to see Maya when they went to go see somebody else. I went to the Khalid stage. You were there. I went back out to see Erica about doing Janae. Like, I wasn't in one place. But the girls were like, like, yeah, it was some of us that was just stationary. You're right. Yeah, I'm not a stationary though at the festival. That's why I'm like, everybody keep up down to the roots because I'm going to be pooching and paying. So what we should do is plan that out because we might need to split up. Well, it's like 30 people. So, yeah. Yeah, like we'll talk offline because it's giving I go see such and such, you go see such and such. Oh, you mean for, for content? Yeah, duh. I don't care about the rest of the people we go with. Okay, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that was the end of the hot topic. So we could slide down right on into now playing. Uh-oh. You know, this is why music cannot be microwave. You have to spend time with music because on the first few listens, I was not really tapped into Alex Isley's Miracle, but now I start pretty much every morning with it. I love that project. But there is, to me, something about the weather, the seasons really affecting how you hear music or like where you're at in life, how you hear music, because now that spring has been trying to pooch her way yeah it's something about listening to that album first thing in the morning when it's real sunny outside and it looked warm i live for that so marigold has been having me by the throatisha <laughs> y'all know since last spoke. ben standing but i recently listened to it again while i was like cooking with the door open because i told you i was in atlanta over the weekend and we just was making brunch in house one of the days that I was there. And it's just like a vibe. I hate saying that things are vibes, but it's literally vibes. It's a feel good moment for me. Right. Even the songs that's a little sad. I just be like, wow. Like I know we have like a upcoming lyrics conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to belabor the point too much. 
But remember I was telling you I was going off about a particular line and then you said what line and then we went on a tangent and I never told you what it was. Um, But what it was was when she says, um, I pretend that it's mine, pretend that it's mine, keep it alive, water and light. And, why? and I was like, child, the dolls be watering relationships that are over dead kaputs. That's true. And we be trying to keep it alive, water and light, child. <laughs> water and light. I was watching something very recently, like yesterday, and they were talking about forgiving yourself for fostering relationships. Ready for fucking love. So. Though it took me some time. Go. It was just Paul talking about how he give people the benefit of the doubt for too long and see if they'll try to recover from the wrongdoing of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time for that no more. You and your damn 40s and 50s are doing that. That's Either like, you give me what it's supposed to give or it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, and I get wanting to hold on to certain stuff. I have like this attachment thing that I do. So I get it, not to be deep, but I don't have time to be trying to like wish and dream and shoulda, coulda, woulda my way through something when we could just end it. Right. Cause it needs to be ended. Pretending, 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 water and light. Mm-mm. Listen. That's not what the lyrics is, y'all, but that's right. She said, I pretend that it's mine, pretend that it's mine. Oh, so I was close. You was close. <laughs> Another project that I can't stop listening to is fucking Sid's Broken Heart Club. Let's talk about it. I I don't know who did my doll wrong, but this album is the downfall of a doll. Uh, Sid slid. Top (laughs) bottom, no skips. No skips. What's your favorite song, though? Oh, my favorite. Let me let me open up the uh, the um paperwork. I don't say nothing that's not true. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a lying doll. It would definitely be between "Break My Heart, Why Don't You" and "No Uh, Way." Break my heart, why don't you? Yeah. Break my heart, why don't you? Oh my God, a question. But also, Can You Break a Heart is how you open up an album, and Missing Out is how you close an album. Them last three songs, you know how we talk about sweets on albums? Them last three songs literally just take me somewhere. Break My Heart, Why Don't You, Goodbye My Love, Missing Out. I was being dramatic the other day, like leaving somewhere, and I played Goodbye My Love. (laughs) (laughs) But it just felt right. Like Annoying for a living. I don't know, the entry to Goodbye My Love, like the how much empty space it is in the music, and it's no vocals, and then she comes in almost at the tail end singing. Woo! I don't know who told her to do that or like what sonically is in her head, but that was everything. It's a She's definitely grown, because I did not like the debut album. He, he, I, I didn't dislike it, but it was more so if it came on, I would let it ride. I didn't ever go to it on purpose after my first listen. Mm. And then it was like, for a minute, she was the playlist doll baby 
from a streaming perspective. So she would just pop up and I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I did like this. But it wasn't how I felt when Girl came out or it wasn't how I felt off of the last The Internet album. And right. this is something different. And I'm like really on it hard. I listened to it for three days straight. Yeah, no, like it's everything. And I, I think like this album sound, it sounds more expensive it sounds like she spent more time on it like she wasn't doing vocal stacks and all that kind of stuff before the production is way bigger than her previous production which is you know for the most part to be like a better word like very like lo-fi-ish mm-hmm. but like this sound like big girl she put her big girl pants on for this album yeah and i, I, I want to also shout out the song with kalani i love so much i do love that song that part when kalani said you could you could never deny me to the ears of your neighbors. I love that part because she be like, "Sweetie, they know my you be hooting, tooting, and hollering. Just claim me, right? Because the neighbors hear you, baby. The neighbors know my name. They call me Oh shit, Oh fuck. <laughs> Stop playing. We go together. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, Sid did the shit out of that. My man, my man. <laughs> oh, can you please? I also stumbled upon. uh I didn't even know that it came out on release, but Tenario's project is really good. Oh, it's out. Eighty-two moons. Yep, it came out. I think the same day as Sid's, and I was like, hmm, let me save this. She's singing the lower register doll baby. I just love like a spooky spice. And that's what she is to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna go too much into detail, but it's this song called Loving You. Ooh. This right here is a panty dropper. Uh, we can't be singing Trey songs we want him in jail, so and I did two in a row, so maybe I should go get some handcuffs. Um, yeah, he's a thousand percent going to jail. New allegations came out this week. He kind of like opened up this white woman's shirt and exposed her breasts. Like it's not looking good for a songbook. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was it's trying to get me to be in jail, and it's no shade. Yeah, it's a few people that just gotta get locked up. What did <laughs> what did what did Janira say early today about ASAP Rocky staying in jail? She said, "Keep him in jail." I want him locked. <laughs> Nero want Rihanna to be a single parent. I don't like that. She said, where is our niece few? She's better without you. <laughs> few. Bring us our knees. I'm sick. Um, but also, like, I guess getting ready for Friday. Um, I've been tapping into um, Candy Drip, of course, but um, to prep my spirit for... Um, the concert, and I'm really excited to see um, Joy's sing all of our songs. I listen to Addicted and Think About You more often than I probably should. Mm. Those songs still just like ring so true to me, and Losing You, of course. I try to fight it, but it's you. That's my part, when they transition into that. That beat, that Everything. Yeah, that album eight. Like, 
Yeah, she really did bomb on that. I'm gonna Ooh, she said, we, if you are sure that what we going to do, nothing. <sighs> this is when and where I exit, baby. Lyric King, Jason's. <laughs> but that, I guess, is now playing. I'm listening to a bunch of stuff, but we don't got to. Who knows? That's the main stuff we've been listening to because I've definitely been revisit. I've been in a revisiting spirit lately. I revisited Justine. I revisited Ro James. I'm just revisiting currently. It's Justine got something new that's coming out. She's been going off on Gibby on the internet. I love that. Yeah, the song better be good though because she's been going off so much that if the song not good, it's going to make her look right. Yeah. Well, people going to eat whatever Gibby on got coming out uh, anyway. Yeah, they are. Which okay. <laughs> come on, which mm-hmm. well, we're super excited to um talk to our guests. So definitely stick a friend. What is it you back to saying? Pop sugar pop 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 pop. Noise. We can take a break. <laughs> <laughs> So many times I wanted to call you on the phone to see how you were doing if you were alone. Oh yeah, I wanted to get some things off of my chest. Oh, tell you how much I love you, how you were the best. Oh baby. Yeah. I know that I may be too late to tell you how I'm really feeling I know that somebody else may have your heart though I'm not really sure when you hear the song But I pray that you get it on time I want you, I need you right here I want you Cracking up. We are now here with the one and the only Sergio. Boo, 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 boo. Crowd goes well. We're doing the wave in the stands. It's lit. Take you out as playing in the background. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, yeah. so, Can we start there, actually? Yeah, like let's just go ahead and get or this. no, wait, let's be professional. Let's actually officially introduce, and then I got things to say about take you out. So go ahead, Muse. <laughs> well, this is my bro, so I'm gonna be conversational this entire time. But for you guys who do not know, Sergio is a recorded artist. He is one of the new R and B guys on the scene, and I personally live for the music. Everything that I've been listening to. We did an interview back in the day on themanthemuse.com, and it's just been lit for him ever since. I'm super proud of this guy. Um, but for the people who don't know much about you, let us know if you can tell them about yourself a little bit more. Yeah, I'm Sergio from Chicago. I live in LA, but I've been here since the p- pandemic. And I am a recording artist, a songwriter, screenwriter, but 
more than anything, I try to create art that is like of my experiences and, and songs and things that can relate to people. And I try to just leave good in the world. You know what I mean? I'm a good person. And I love making people connect with what I have to say because I feel like I've been through a lot of different things. And I think that if you go through things, whatever it's not yours to hold on to. So I try to make sure I put that into the music and the things that I do. So that's me. Sergio is all those things. Dropping gems already. I'm stressed. Love that. I appreciate it. Now let's get to the get to them. (laughs) So... First of all, so I told you how Muse always be like singing your praises, but also another one of our uh, family members in R&B community, JR from JR World of Soul, has his uh, weekly new music. And so (laughs) as a friend, I be watching because I like, comment, and subscribe on his page. Mm -hmm. And he was bopping. I'm like, what is this song? (laughs) So then he says your name. I go to um, to the iTunes, take you out a bop. How do you know when a song is a hit? Or do you not know until you see the response from the people? I feel like it's a mix of both. But like sometimes some records feel a little bit more special than the others. Um, I think that like there's a feeling that come over you, like when, especially when you finish, you be like, you have to play it back and then you just be like, yo, something about this is gonna connect with people in mm-hmm. a way that you probably like the other record that you did before then didn't do. And that's how I felt about Take You Out when I did it. I first did this crazy, like, it's the demo version of it or whatever. It, it samples, like, Beanie Man and uh, Maya, Girls Them Sugar. Mm. Yeah. And it was, like, it wasn't that good. I'm going to be real with you. Keep <laughs> yourself honest. <laughs> you it to. wasn't. But then, as I heard it back, like, when I re-recorded and I brought Brian Johnson in to play the guitar, I was like, yo, that joint, something about this joint feel a little bit bigger than other records I've brought out. You know what I mean? I love all my music, they like my kids, you know what I mean? But this one felt a little bit more like, yo, this is gonna make people feel away, especially these years we've been through, you know what I mean? Okay. So I felt that joint was gonna be like that one and it's really doing good, so yeah. The people are listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm hella grateful. I'm like, damn, I should have brought this show out like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the all- coming though. Exactly. Divine timing, divine timing. In all honesty, let's actually go back because 2018, This Will Hurt, Yeah, that project, I still listen to On My Way. I still listen to Temporary. I still listen to Catching Vibes. Like, Thank you, bro. I was like, we got to get him on the show. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what this new album sounds like. Those first two singles are crazy. Oh, I appreciate that, bro. Uh, I'm really like I, I feel like this will hurt definitely set up this new project because mm. like then I was going through a breakup. Mm. Now wait, can I curse on here? Yeah, <laughs> this, uh, this show you have no idea the shit we be talking about on here. <laughs> y'all always said no curse words, so I be looking for the green light. Oh no, we try to be upper crust when guests are here. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, I you know that little video of the little girl like, can I curse? <laughs> right, <laughs> but no I just wanted to you know what I mean like I feel like with this what hurt I feel that I was like I, I had just got out of a little situation like a strong not a little situation a big ass situation but like I was just wrapped up in that situation whatever and then broke up or whatever and then now this project is kind of like setting me up for like being out in these streets mm-hmm. I feel like learn in these streets like being in these streets whatever you learn a lot of different shit about yourself 
So I feel like I learned a lot about myself. I feel like I experienced a lot of different things like in love and just like even casual, you know what I mean? Like, or just a lot of different situationships that kind of um, sculpted that project. And I'm really, really excited about that project just because I feel like it's the only body of work that I ever brought out, whatever. I can't say that I was truly when I was creating it and making it, whatever that I can say like is about just one situation or one person, you know what I mean? Like this was just like a culmination of experiences. And it's like, I think that it's, I feel like it feels like a new version of me. Mm. That, um, when you hear the other records, I was really apprehensive about bringing this project out. I'll tell you that, like not that I was afraid of, of it, but I was just worried that my friend, fans wouldn't be ready for it. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I took, I took a long time. I know it's been a long time. Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a break. I'm just I'm just realizing it's been a minute since the people have heard from you. But I really like that perspective of you were in a situation when we first got introduced to you on a project level, and then now yeah. it's like the streets because this yeah. it's really like that. Like relationship yeah. muse and single muse are two different niggas. So exactly. I need both. I'm sides. terrible all around. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. See, I'm glad that it's not just us, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ladies is out there too, living and breathing, you know what I mean? In the chaos. We love it. That's how you know you alive. Exactly. Like, you know you living. Not but I, you know what? I think I learned, like, in this situation, like, we're creating this project wherever they're like, I thought I gave myself the, the freedom to fall in love, even if it wasn't official. To even if it was fast food, if it was going to be here today and not tomorrow, like I gave myself that freedom just because I think that sometimes we a little too hard on ourselves about love. So I was just like, really, I can catch these feels like this and I ain't never going to see you again. Damn, that's crazy. That's a, look, I, so I'm a Pisces and my Venus is in Pisces. So that is very much up my alley, falling yeah. in love for the night and then being like, oh, I didn't even get your number. It's exactly. fine. Cause that feeling was great. Exactly, it'd be like that. I'm gonna have to listen. I, to I'm a Capricorn, so yeah. I have Capricorn placement. So we see each other. We see each other. That's what's up. Sorry, Muse. I'm a Libra, and my Venus is a Leo. It's trash. See, I don't <laughs> even really know what Venus is. So your Venus is what you attract and how you emote romantically. So I operate in love like a Leo, and I attract Leo energy towards me. It's not oh, okay. all it's cracked up to be, but I mean, I'm here. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what, I could tell you what mine is. I don't know what it is. It's like, it, I want to say that it may be Scorpio. Hold on, let me see. In this call. So wait, <laughs> I, could, I could tell you offline because I know how to like find it, but I just need a couple yeah. tidbits of information. I'm not trying to tell people what it is. Yeah, because I, I feel like y'all know y'all shit. And I do think that like, so in Venus, oh, I don't even want to say what my Venus is. Chaotic. You heard it here first, I, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, it's like my least favorite. Oh. <laughs> no, like one of them, but nah, I'm good. But yeah, So this project. <laughs> <laughs> I love the media training, bring it back to the project. Because <laughs> it was about to get crazy for no reason. Um, I know you mentioned moving to LA in the pandemic, like, has anything else changed for you professionally because of the pandemic? I know it's just been a wild couple years 
for everybody. So let us know. Yeah. Like it affected me so much, whatever, because this album was supposed to come out in 2020. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So when I came here, I was ready to shoot everything. And like LA, they was going hard. They was crazy. They was like, no, you can't, you cannot be outside. There was no venues to rent. There was no peer spaces, nothing. Like I really couldn't do nothing. So instead I just started writing more. Like I've always been a screenwriter at Clark. We've, uh, you know, we just talked about Clark and Lana. Like I took a lot of um, screenwriting classes there. So I actually got into a few fellowships writing fellowships and learned a lot of different things about writing and just getting better with that. And then I just kind of like just tucked my music in this special place. And I was just like, yo, I want to be in the gym because I couldn't be in the gym and I got to be in the gym. If I'm going to put some music out, I got to be in the gym. It's got to feel right. So they wouldn't even let us in the gym for over a year. So I was just like, you know what, let me just pour my, what I've been going through and different things in, in writing. So I wrote music and I wrote, TV shows and film, and that, that's been really, really good and cathartic for me, especially in this wild time. Mm. That's crazy. I remember when it first hit, and like I was envious of my friends that lived in LA because they at least had like water and like beaches, and like, <laughs> right? They still had landscapes and outdoor things they could do. I was cooped up in the house in DC looking at my cat, like <laughs> my cat. I'm not a cat person, but my RIP Beauty the doll. <laughs> like, oh get me out of here. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was wild, but you know, we made it. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> now, now it feel like it ain't even happening. That's what it make you feel like. Right. It is. Yeah. It's a different time. Um. So while you were in that space, music in general is kind of like so in an interesting place right now, like especially R&B. Was it yeah. anybody that you were listening to? During that time, I felt like I was really, really stuck on Janae's album. Like I was really, really vibing with that. I love that album. Uh, I was locked in with, who else brought an album out? I feel like, honestly, okay, so this is about to be crazy. This is like, what I figured out is that I began to listen to way more female hip hop. Everybody is, I feel like, cause the girls are just like pumping out music and it's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I, I had never, I had never listened to um, female rap like that. I had I listened to Kim like when I was a little kid. Like I had heard some things, whatever. Of course, and, you know she was just amazing, Missy, of course. And then when, uh, now, like I like Cardi when she came out. But then it was just crazy. Like in in that time, I began to like different people. I'm like, oh shit! Like I was listening to Erica Banks. I was listening. I really want to work with her. I was listening to Megan Thee Stallion. I was listening to. Um, Ooh, a dream doll, I like her a lot. We uh, love dream over here. Yeah, dream doll is so hard. I like dream doll. I like Ken the man. Oh yeah. Like it's like hella females. Like it's it's this other girl too. I can't remember her. I can't remember her name right now. But she 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 does some stuff with Beyonce. She raps too. T Dang, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't remember. She's real eccentric though. I thought. I think she's real dope. And, oh, Sierra Way. Yeah, like, oh my God, I'm like, damn. <laughs> Everybody, like, I think that that, that kind of gave me a time to really, really appreciate female opinions and their takes and on like what they go through in the rap form because I had never did that. So yeah. I listened to her. R&B, my favorites now are um, Lucky Day, yeah, Ari Lennox, SZA, 
Um, I thought that they were really, really going hard. Like, even though SZA was only bringing out singles, I was loving everything and I was getting inspired, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who most, who else was I vibing with real, real hard? I was vibing with, I felt like there was a lot of one-offs that I was really, really vibing with, you know what I mean? But in terms of artists, those were the ones that really, really were moving me. Everybody. What's your favorite Ari song today? Because I know it can change with today? all of us. Mine never fully changed, but my favorite Ari song is FaceTime. Ooh, that's a good I one. I hear it. I love FaceTime. FaceTime is like, oh my God. And I didn't realize she was saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, damn, that's how you know it's song good because you'd be like, yo, it didn't even matter. Then she brought the remix out with Duran, and I was like, oh, they they, they playing, they snap. Every time yeah. they have to go together, it's an issue. Crazy. So much talent. I love them both. This project, too, I was vibing to. Yeah. Um, He listed out everybody that we've been talking about for the past year, so right on board with us. Love. Right. I want a cast. Be a, be a cast member. <laughs> Bi-weekly show. <laughs> right. I love, I love y'all. I love y'all harmony, though. It's crazy. Yeah, we shouldn't be allowed to know each other. It's actually bad. It's like, intense. this is pain, honestly. And then our accents back to back, leave us alone. It's it's both of y'all from DC, I can tell. I'm from Philly. I swear. Wow, you got a DC type of thing, too. It's because we so close. It's overlap. It's Philly, DC, Baltimore overlap. Uh, okay, yeah. What'd you say, Mike? I just said I try to deny it, but I can't. It is like similarities in the twangs yeah. outside of black. And the ghetto just aligns. I'm from Chicago, so I can relate to to the DCs and the Maryland's and the Virginias and, and the Phillies. I the could, black hubs. I've always found a little special place. Like even when we were in school, we was like we were like I've always was like there was something about my connection with you guys. Like it was just like real thick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we just all gravitated towards each other. Yeah, the hood of it all. <laughs> So were you writing music at Clark as well? Or was this like something that you fell into once you graduated? It was like, oh, I actually am a great songwriter and singer. Nah, I, I was going hard at Clark. Like, honestly, like my school studies and things like that, they were definitely like on the top of my list. But like I was in and out of studios when I wasn't in school. I was always in studios writing, doing like vocal producing or demo records. And I think that it was at Clark where I really, really mastered my craft. Mm. I got invited to a few sessions um, down in Midtown in, in, in this place called, what is it called? I can't remember what it, what the studio was called, but like, it was like real popular. Like TLC did a lot of work in there and I had got invited in there or whatever to like kind of just sing backgrounds and different things like that. And I was really, really like, yo, okay. And then it was like, yo, you can record too. And I'm like, for real? And I feel like I record my, my, my best song, new first song there, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I made a song that was like, all right, now you can do this shit for real. You can really do that shit. I love that. And I feel like I've heard a lot of people that's kind of like started studio work in Atlanta, yeah. in Atlanta say that. Yeah. It's just like an energy about the city. It's a completely different city now, but yeah. home, I could definitely tell that that was a thing that was going to thrive. Stephanie, you literally like missed a bunch of pivotal moments, like because of just the singers and dancers and stuff that was on campus our year. Like there was this infamous battle in the student center, like cast, I think, between yeah. and this other singer. And I was just like, all right, I got to go. Wait, who's the other singer? So we... 
Okay. <laughs> Crazy, you crazy. No, we friends though. We friends though. That's why. No, I've I've seen some stuff from him recently too, and I've just been like, everybody from Clark is doing something big. Yeah, yeah. Clark going to Excel. We don't do nothing else. Just all in the backgrounds of credits on TV shows and the extras in the movies, like people being the rooms, everywhere. The leads too, like all over TV. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like shout out to the people. Yeah, for real. We out here. <laughs> But bringing it back into like a state of male R&B, yeah. how do you feel about where male R&B is today? And like, where do you feel like you fit in that spectrum? I love male R&B right now, to be honest with you. I feel that, I feel like not necessarily the mainstream part of it, but I feel that, I feel like there's just so many different artists that I like. And I'll, I'll say like my, like the ones that I really, really like right now, like Lucky Day, I've already mentioned. I like Giveon a lot. I like um, Bro James. He's, Fantastic, you know what I mean? We were like, just talking about Ro last night. Love him. Amazing, you know what I mean? Like, amazing talent. I like, um, the, like we said, Duran. Like, I think that that's what I like about music, like R&B right now. I feel that it's not, male R&B is not all the same. Mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to just be sexy. I feel like it's very easy to just be attractive. I feel like it's very easy to kind of, like, make music in a way that, like, I feel that consumers will just be like, all right, yeah, let me just play this right here, you know what I mean? But I feel that they're like, especially people that I named and myself or whatever, I feel, and I feel like I do a great job of finding that middle ground of, of the packaging, of being the, the what do you say, like prototype R&B, you know, abs and just looking good. <laughs> but, I think, but I think that I do a great job also, especially with this new album, which I'm really excited for. I think that I do a great job of kind of like having mostly t- like I feel like I'm standing in my talent more than everything else because hmm. I think that that's what the new male R&B artists are doing I think that they're standing in their talent and like that is fresh to me like rather than just trying to have a hit on a record I mean a radio you want to create timeless music you know things that people can because the women they held holding it down when you think about Summer, Her, you think of um, SZA, you think of um, Ari, you think of Kiana Lede, like you think of all those females is really, really doing their thing. You really start to think like, damn, like in a lot of ways, they are a little ahead of the male in terms of male R&B. But I feel like this new wave is brewing. I feel like it's like it's now it's our time. I think that it's time for us to kind of like show that we got opinions about more than just having sex. And we have opinions about heartbreaking, living and losing and gaining. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to be in that conversation. I also think it's translating in a way that we haven't seen in a while too, right? Because there was a time where, very recently, where R&B was kind of feeding off what the rappers was doing and music wasn't as sexy as it was back in the day when our parents was listening. It was a moment- It wasn't sexy, it wasn't loving, it it wasn't nothing. It was just, it sounded like future. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine, you know what I'm saying? But if I come to R&B, I ain't coming to R&B for what future is talking about. Yeah. Like toxic and B wasn't the wave. But yeah, I, I think I do think that like it's a lot of pressure on on R and B artists though too. I feel that it's so much pressure for us to like be like you know it's like a lot of people say it's a dying genre. You know, like a lot of people say like well how y'all gonna fit in? Y'all gonna complain about it or y'all gonna be about it? So I do think that that's where that, a lot of that came from. Mm-hmm. But somebody like me, I really had told myself for sure that I never wanted to bend 
just because of what was happening in music. Because I think it's easy as hell to do that. Like people be like, you know, I went to so many different labels and some of the main things they say to me, like, but you don't have a hit. Like, what's your hit? Like, you need to do more. Take like- you out is the hit, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Say that. Say that shit. But they was like, they, they really have pressed me. Like, it made me, and oftentimes it has made me feel that I'm getting lost in the scramble, if that makes sense. But then now, you know, now shit, everybody's trying to get away from that because mm-hmm. now people want to feel we went through two years of hell yeah. who don't want to feel like my new song complicated from my new album that came with my pre-order like so many people are like yo i feel you like every day people are like i went i'm going through that because when i wrote that record you know what i mean like you know what i mean like making a decision about how like you letting somebody go and they with somebody else but you still want to be clear on what you feel you're like yo can i tell you how i feel and you know it's comp- it's complicated, it's complex, like what I feel. And it's like I don't think that that would have been as welcome about three or four years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely Lover Boy era right now, and I'm super yeah. super excited about that. But I did want to go back to something that you were saying um, a few minutes ago, how like the pendulum has kind of like uh, switched to where it's more rooted in talent and not just like yeah. lust. But as somebody that loves lusting, as per my Venus and Pisces, um, the one thing, because of the whole era of, like, sing rappers, the sexiness of, I guess not the sexiness, but the sex appeal of R&B singers kind of, like, went away. Because it's, like, no shade, but, like, I I don't want to say names because we got a a guest on here. Because normally we would just say the names. But for our listeners, y'all know who we're talking about, who, like, the popular... Male R&B singers the last few years, they not fine. And there is something about R&B where you want to kind of lust a little bit. Like I've been, so I'm going to see Lucky Day on Friday. And I said I wasn't going to watch no teasers, but I have been. And watching him on stage, like serenade these women and the women are in the audience looking like that scene and five heartbeat just squirming. And I forgot how much I love that quality about, about R&B. Um, and so I wanted, but there's also like a dark side to that too, because we saw with D'Angelo, he, part of the reason why he stopped making music, he was like, yo, I'm sick of everybody just like lusting. Like I, I make, I want to make music. I want to try to care about my music. So yeah. just asking you, how are you, um, looking to kind of balance the, like being attractive to the fact that you sing your ass off? Thank you. First off, thank you. Also real quick, speaking of the, like the tone of your voice is so like, you speak the way you sound. Oh, so there's this very like um this like nice like rasp heaviness. It it feels like a like a weighted blanket, like just like I like that. Oh my god. No, I like that weighted blanket. I like that for real. You know, it's like comforting, but then there's this still like this like this like ruggedness to it. It's really nice. I love your tone. I appreciate that for real. And I, I really like, it's so funny that you say that or whatever, because that's one of the things like, especially the D'Angelo thing, like, I think that that's one of the hardest parts because I, I swear on a separate, on a visual, beyond visually, I be finding it hard for people to take my songs into the way that I want them to take them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel that I'm sexy. Like, and I hope that anybody that hears this does not feel that I'm being arrogant or that I'm really speaking of myself in this way that's like, I just think that 
anybody that meets me, most people, not anybody, but most people, I think that one or two people in a room. No, I think that most people. I think that they're going to wonder how I am in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like I want mm-hmm. to, I think they're going to want to know what I'm into. I think they're going to know what, what an experience with me, with them would be like. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel that sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm singing to God on this song. Like my song waiting. <laughs> <laughs> like my song waiting. I'm like, yo, I'm talking to God like about like my career and where I want to be. And I'm like, and people were like, yo, I just had some crazy sex to your song waiting. Your voice is so sexy. Like you are so sexy. Like it's just all these things. And I'm like, yo, what? So like that really, really gets hard for me because I'll be like, yo, I just want y'all to really know that I'm more than just, you know, a body or anything like that, whatever. But on the other side, I think that you have to, which I've learned, you just gotta let people feel what they feel and take mm-hmm. and, and use it to your advantage if that makes sense. I think that like with this project, whatever, I thought I I don't know if you guys had time to look at the packaging and like on like my album cover and everything. I think that like beyond an art my artist, like my singing, I take visually, I take that very seriously. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think in my mind when somebody looks at something, you have to be in control, some kind of control of what they're gonna feel mm-hmm. and how they're gonna look at it. And I, I know that like it's important for male R&B artists to be desired. You know what I mean? But like on my album cover in particular, I was like, I wanted to be shirtless, but I wanted to, it to give some kind of substance. So when, in, in terms of merging them, I think that I think of it, like I think of this album, I think there's some sex there, but I think that in order to have good sex, you have to have like some kind of like base, you know what I mean? I feel like my best sexual experiences have been just because there's been some kind of connection, you know what I mean? And that's what my music, I want people to be connected. Like when people hear complicated and they be like, yo, I'm going through that, I love that. And then when they have ecstasy and they be like, oh, I wanna, I wanna fuck, I wanna shit. I love that, I'm sexy, but I love that. You know what I mean? I love to be all in that conversation. I think it's finding the beauty in that, like just letting people take from the music what they are gonna take from it. But also make sure, making sure that you come in as you are. Hmm. I have this record on my album. Um, it's called Close On. And I know for a fact that when everybody hears it, I feel that it's going to be everybody's favorite song, right? And I think that 99% of the people that hear the song is going to be like, oh my God, I want to have sex to the song. Like, this is like a sex song. He gave us a sex song. But it's like, it's crazy because it's the total opposite of what sex is about. Because it's, it's called... <laughs> It's called close on because like, so I had this one situation where we would get, we would be, we would be so fine if we were naked. And when I mean naked, I mean literally naked, like no clothes on, like we would be so straight. But the moment we put on clothes, we'd be like arguing like cats and dogs. Mm. But I felt that with clothes on, that it came with baggage and it came with like this armor, hiding mm. who you are. But I feel that like I communicate the most better when I don't have on clothes. Like, I feel that I don't have to show up as somebody else. I feel like my bear, my flaws, everything is just bared before you. And I have no choice but to show up as I am. And that song is like really, really that, that's what it's about. Like the first line of the song is, it's dangerous to fall in love with somebody like me. I'm not the best at communicating how I'm feeling inside. Mm. But I'm not here for you to judge me. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I know that people are gonna take that sexually and that's what art is. People have their own interpretation. But I try to find that ground where it can be sexy, but also be authentic. 
What it sounds like is. I love that. Pre-order the album, people. That's what we need. Exactly. Pre-order the album. It's out right now on iTunes. Uh, you can pre-order on Amazon too. That's crazy. Is your perspective on the music and your art is so interesting. Like you say stuff that I think, but coming from an artist, it's a little bit different. Like there were certain parts of the conversation we were just having where it's like the idea of you, that you come in the room and you know there's certain people that would think such and such, but there's still like the other side that you might have a, a trouble getting across. And that's like also a part of you too, cause there's like layers to everybody, right? But I, I just, I go through that all the time. Like I think that with the internet, and Instagram and social media, people just develop this, this idea of you. So it's interesting to hear from a music perspective that it's like not that different, even in your profession or in your art. Yeah, for real. I love that you said that because it is very, very, very tough, but you just kind of just stand in it and just roll with it. Yeah. Not me learning things on this episode. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so can you walk us through because I, I you kind of started going into it and i want to hear a little bit more about how you're how you translate situations into a song because like people don't talk about like songwriting as this very supreme art like i am a creative person i guess <laughs> but, like to string together a song to me feels like more complicated than painting a portrait so like Talk to us about how you go from experience to lyrics to vocal production to a song being completed. Yeah. So like I really do be having to go through shit so I can sing about it because I feel <laughs> like I've I've been in a situation where people are giving me songs and they don't translate the same, in my opinion. You know? mm. But for, for me, in terms of me experiencing it, I feel like if, if I could still taste it. Like if I can still taste the pain and or whatever it is, whatever the experience is, it could be happiness. If I can still taste it, then it's it's something that I need to be putting into art form. You know what I mean? And, and in terms of songwriting, a lot of people don't know this, whatever. But I don't write anything. I freestyle every song that I've ever done. Before, like uh, from my yeah, from my all my album presentations, like it's all been freestyle. Take you out and freestyle that. I freestyle. What? Every, I swear to God. I freestyle every song. No, no song do I write down. I just freestyle it. We talked about that like gag. Oh no, for real. Like I like I make up songs like that. That's how I've always been. I've always been a So yeah, like I just if I like if I'm if it's on my heart still, then I try to make sure I go in the studio with that in mind and be like, all right, I want to talk about that. Like, like for instance, like on this on it on a, a song on my new album is called Switching Up there was like a situation where like somebody was accusing me of like being somewhere and being with somebody else. And I'm like, that's not even the case. Like, they're like, oh, my friends told me, my friends told me. And I'm like, your friends told you what you mean? Like you never, and so in a hook, I say, you're never going to catch me switching up, acting up, fucking up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's not how I do. Like I respect you enough to know that I'm not going to, you know, do you like that. So that was, that had pissed me off low key. Cause I don't really like that little hearsay <laughs> shit. <laughs> That pissed me off. So I was so mad that I'm like, yo, come in here. Come, let's go. I had got the guitar in there. I had my producer in there, whatever. And I told him, I was like, I want to go for like a Tame Impala type of feel. Mm. Like, I want to feel like real yes. of, like grunge R&B, like, you know, like, burp, like, and it, I, he was like, what, what you want to sound like? I'm like, give me a, um, and he was like, okay, let me do it. And then he kept playing it. And then I told my producer to put the drums behind it. And I'm telling him what kind of drums. And then it was just bare in that way. And I went in there and I was like, okay, 
press record. And he was like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then he did it. And I was like, you know how we never sabotage the love that we got. And it just came out of my head. And that's how I write everything from my mind. That's the next hit. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, Stand. I, I love doing that because I know that I don't get to kind of like pick it apart. You know what I mean? Like I don't get to keep writing it and then it becomes something else. When I, when I be writing, I mean, when I go in there and freestyle these songs, whatever, I'm writing in the form of just vocally, you know what I mean? So it is writing, but it's just like, it's easier for me to translate it from just doing this shit just on the fly. And, and it's fun for me. I learned, so let me tell you how I, where I learned that from. I, I thought it was genius when I heard Jay-Z say that he did that, right? Mm-hmm. So this was back when we was at Clark. I was like, yo, like, oh, damn, Jay-Z do this? Now, I love Jay-Z, right? That's my favorite rapper. So I'm like, oh, Jay-Z do it, and I can try to do it. And I tried to do it terrible. <laughs> then I kept trying to do it and kept trying to do it, and then it became a thing. Now, now I could do it, like, I could do it back in the day where it was fun, but when I started to think about it, when I was like, if I want to make a song about, you know what I mean, like about meeting someone new, like it's not, I, I felt that it wasn't real if, if I had not met someone new. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't easy for me to freestyle, but if I had met someone new and they made me feel, then it became easy for me to freestyle like that. And it just became my habit. So you just had to pair the skill with the experience. Exactly. Flesh out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All form. I'm so that kind of answers the question. Cause like, exactly. I was like, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, for real. So, so even though you uh, are freestyle king, um, need to be on a double XL freshman next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you brought up Lucky Day, who's one of my favorite songwriters right now. What do you, uh, if you could like name one song that he's written that you feel like is like a well-written song, what would it be? I mean, first off, like, like I don't think that nobody really knows how much I love Lucky Day. Like, he inspires me. And I think that's important too. Like, I don't think that enough R&B artists really give each other their like flowers, you know what I mean? Because we all coming up together, you know, and I have a lot of work to get. He just got a Grammy. So I'm, you know, God willing. But I love every, every song that he's ever made, to be honest with you. I've heard every song that he's made, like even his unreleased songs. But like, I really, really love Misunderstood. God, that's an unreleased cut. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> this man in trouble. Copyright infringement laws are real. I would hate that. Right. Oh, and I don't got no litigation money. But you were saying Misunderstood. When I tell you, I listened to that song. I wrote a whole movie. So I, like I told you, I was a screenwriter and I wrote a psychological thriller. Mm. And it's about this, this woman, a black woman who is married to this guy, whatever, and she gets into an accident and she loses her memory. And she can't remember who her life was before. So everybody around her is kind of teaching her who she is. And like when her husband, it, like when you find out the premise, you're like, yo, like her husband is literally working with her nanny to make her forget who she is. And like the doctors and everybody teaching her the wrong things. But when she goes to sleep, she ha- she's having these dreams of a love and a life before that, like before. And I wrote every scene from that movie that I wrote um, to misunderstand. Over and over again, I listen to the song nonstop. Like I listen to that song all the time because it, to me, it exemplifies love, black love to me. When mm-hmm. I see it, I mean, when I hear it, I think of Love Jones. Mm. Yeah, I, so yeah, I love Lucky Day. I love Misunderstood though. That's my favorite because 
the words, I think that the words are such an example of how we all can be like in a situation where somebody doesn't understand and like you try to explain or translate what you feel and it's kind of hard. And then you say, you know what, maybe it's just cool if you don't understand. You know what I mean? Like there's beauty in that too. So yeah. Uh, we need to get that film made. Um, and I, on the side, I run a film club. We need to screen that. <laughs> Whenever talk, let's talk about it because that sounds bomb. It's it's it's, it's so good. Like I, I I love the romantic parts though, and the action parts. The action parts are crazy. Yeah, we need that. The streets need that. I got you. It's even just the way that he explained how he flipped that the meaning of that song into the film is just like I take something else so different from that, and like I would still enjoy that version too. I know lyrics just be hitting me, so yeah. Listen to the show; you already know I'm lyric children. And just speaking of that, how that song makes me feel, I feel like one of the most fundamental parts of relationships is the understanding piece. I feel misunderstood or alone in so many things, as we joke about on the cast, like in life a lot. So to yeah. find somebody that understands me is like, oh, we get married. Like yeah. that's really what it's today. Like no, for real. Like oh, you get it? Oh, you get it for real? That's not weird to you? Oh, I see. You might need to stay around. So like that song when he's like, "It's cool." I'm just like, "Oh, it's not cool to me." Like you need to understand or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking damn, I love it. That's my song. It's, that is a good song though. Oh my god. Yeah, I love that song. You only am I like He sing it. I love that song. Right, and we hear it on Friday. I swear to God, every time I'm in New York, I drive around New York. If I have a, a rental car, like or like I'm in the car with somebody, I'll be like, all right, come on, I gotta turn this on. Because I don't know what it is when I'm in Chicago. It's something about that song that just makes me feel like Chicago or mm. I, I gotta do it in DC because I feel like DC would give me that vibe too. You gotta mm. come to DC. Everybody gotta come to DC. DC is such like a, I don't know. Every time I go to concerts all the time here. Every time I go to a concert, it is like coupleville. It's yeah. so much love in DC. Like everybody is like booed up. I don't know what the situations are, but they be together for that moment. And it's just like, I feel like they they need the music here. <laughs> I'm serious. You never know. <laughs> well, also speaking of Mel R&B, we also love BJ around here as well. Chicago. BJ the Chicago kid. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know how I forgot BJ. He crazy. I was about to say, there's a, like, I definitely feel like overlaps in, and I don't know if it's the Chicago thing, but there's like some overlaps in the feel of y'all's music. And like, even to take it back a little bit more, I see a connection to like a Dave Hollister. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, the Chicago, it's something about Chicago male R&B singers that's like, <laughs> how I describe it? It's like this cool nigga vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just like just cool. Like I ain't doing too much. Yeah. And I'm just cool. It's intriguing. Right. It's like, all right, you cool, but like you're not too cool for me to want to know more. BJ be like chilling. Like when he be singing, it be just like he look like this, yeah. but the voice be like, <laughs> like that thing sangs. Like you think all up and down the scale. Dave Hollis will be up and down the scale. Who else from Chicago? Male R&B singer. Donnell Jones? Yeah. That Un Where I Want to Be album, oh my God, that changed my life. I'm I love that album. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a sick legacy to be a part of. 
I'm, I'm grateful to be there in their number. And like, I hope that I can work with them one day, especially like BJ, like when he followed me on Instagram, I was just, I don't even know how he found me. <laughs> I was just like, yo, I've been, bro, I've been listening to you since I heard you on Kanye song. Uh, it was this Kanye West song. Uh, and he was just at the end of it. And he, he just was killing it. And I was obsessed. I would be on YouTube. Like, yo, I got to figure out who this is. So even before he became famous, in Chicago, they were playing this unreleased song. I think it became released or something. It wasn't mixed. Killing it. Damn. Tell him to get off your line. I'm a leader in there just because he said that. Because it's not just me. They really just stop talking to me. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I love BJ. He dope. He crazy. Yeah, I would love to hear y'all on the song. That John will be. Ridiculous. Yeah, it does. So what is up next for Sergio? We got the pre-order right now. We got the release. Yeah. So can you give us the official release date for the people listening? Yeah, my new album, Before It's Too Late, comes out April 29th. Everywhere. It's going to be on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal. It's going to be on YouTube Music, Amazon Music. Anywhere you want to listen to music, it's going to be everywhere. And I'm, I plan to do way more videos and visuals, and I'm working on trying to get more performances. I got booked for three summer shows so, so far, one in Miami, one in Atlanta, and another one in Alabama. So hopefully I'll get even more shows and I'll be able to get out there and sing for the people. But in terms of what's next, I think that what's next for me, I think that my music is about to reach people that I never even imagined. Mm. I, think that, I think that this new project is definitely a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But more than anything, I think that it is what R&B as a whole needs to prove that you can bring some of the old and the new, but also be thinking in a way that it's like, I'm creating something timeless. And I know that this album is very timeless. So what's next for me is just really just getting into everybody's like, everybody's stage, like getting on their stages and just performing and just really really getting my name to the level that I know that it deserves to be at. So I'm excited about it. And I feel it. I feel the universe opening up for me. I feel that I'm making way more fans very fast. And I feel that it's my responsibility to make music that will stand the test of time. Because I think that now in this day and age, and people in our age group and the people that are under us, I think they need something that they can be like, this is timeless. I remember what I felt when I first heard this. Mm-hmm. And that's what this album is. So, yeah. You know how you can tell when somebody love music? Mm-hmm. It's just like that every time I talk to him. Like, but definitely once he start hitting them stages, y'all better get them tickets. I'm telling you, I've been honored to see him perform a couple times before. I remember like little YouTube releases him singing as soon as I get home. It was just like, that nigga's going off right now. Like, <laughs> I remember that. I appreciate that. You always have gone hard, bro. And like, I appreciate all the love you've shown. You've always, always been so genuine with me and just like, always like celebrate my talent. I, I don't remember the first time I sang for you, but I remember the first time that you let me know that you heard that you was like, you can sing your ass off. And we was like in our dorm room or something like that. And I was like, and he was like, Sergio, you can really sing? I was like, thank you, bro. He was like, man, I was like, man, I love that. I always admired you, you know what I mean? Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's always been mutual. Yeah, thank you. And now I got my new friend. <laughs> <laughs> it is me. 
No, we no, we definitely are super excited. Like we heard the first two songs and was like, yeah, this this about to be one of them ones. And it's been a really great year for R and B so far. So we're just like super excited to like add your project to the pot of like what's popping in our favorite genre. I know we say our podcast is a black music podcast, but like let's be real. Right. I just about R&B and Tanashi, so. <laughs> and Tanashi, please make this known. And I love her too. The pop doll baby, so. No, that's everything. So let the people know where they can find you. Yeah. All the Instagrams, all of the socials, all of the yin yings around the house, let them know. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on my official website, which is S-I-E-R-G-I-O, was here. So Sergio was here. Dot com and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Sergio. On TikTok, you can find me Sergio with two eyes, but like literally two eyes, like S I E R G I O with T W O E Y E S. Somebody stole my name on TikTok, so it's all good. <laughs> and then on Apple Music and all that, like all you just got to do is spell my name right. I got two eyes in my name S I E R G I O. Spotify. Five going up, Apple Music going up, title everywhere. All you got to do is just spell my name right and you can find me. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that because Black people do not read. So they'd be like, what? And we're going to write up how we want to. Like, they'd be like, S E R G I O, what's up? I'd be like, who is that? Oh, that's not Eric. That's not my name. Exactly. And I appreciate you guys, for real. No, thank you so much for coming. Oh, this is an honor. We're excited for you. Cannot wait. Been championing for this man my whole life, basically. <laughs> yes, no, he really is. <laughs> so before we leave, I want to say that I I want to tell you, you guys individually which songs I want y'all to listen to when the album come out. Okay. I think that you guys will connect with the most. I feel like Mike. I feel like you are going to like leave him a lot. I mm-hmm. think leave him. Okay. Because I'm like really talking my shit low key, but like not really. Like I'm just like leave him for me. Like, it's kind of, I don't know, I, I think that you're going to like that. Because I feel like, I feel like it feels like something that you would like. And then I think that you, I think that you're going to like Closer or Lie to Me. Mm. Tell us about Closer and Lie to Me. So Closer, like, oh my God, that was a situation where I was living it. Oh, wait, do I want to say that? I don't want to say it. Don't give a, don't get too much mess. Because you know, the people ain't nothing but an IG. No figure your whole life out. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just- the song kind of breaks it out, but it was like a long distance situation shit. And I'm like, yo, I just want you here and I want to be there. I just want to be, and it's really about LA. Like, it's like, I want to be like, uh, and I mentioned Ari Lennox in the song too. So I, that's why I think you're going to like it. I love it. Cause I, I say, I like, I, I want to be like, um, fucking, I wish I was there so we could be fucking on the sand, kissing on the palm trees. You know what I mean? Like riding down the boulevard, bumping Ari Lennox. I be <laughs> That's a me song. Yeah. That's what I be wanting in life. Yeah. Let me find out there tell my therapist. Why you know my business and what I like? I'm not talk space. <laughs> but no, I feel like you like that and I feel like you like lie to me. But I think that Mike, I I, I think you're gonna like lie to me too, because I think my vocal performance, that's my best vocal performance on the album. And you love a good vocal. So like I feel that I really sang my ass off on Lie to Me, which is about a situation where somebody asked me, I was talk, talking to them, and they was like, yeah, like, um, have you been fucking somebody else? And I was like, uh, yeah. And they was like heartbroken. I'm like, 
you want to know the truth, I'm just telling you. And then I just thought in my mind, like, well, people don't really want to know the truth. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't. Like, and they I, know what the truth is. That's why they ask. They, exactly. <laughs> but they don't want to know. So I learned that, you know what I mean? Like, so I made the song as if I was the person that received the news that somebody mm -hmm. you know I mean? So like, it's like, lie to me. Just lie to me. Don't even tell me the truth. Like, just, just, just lie to me. So yeah. I love that. I think you're going to love that joint. For real. I'm gonna love I think that's gonna be a fan favorite because I'm singing my ass off. I ain't even lying. I ain't even, I ain't even hyping myself. I'm no, we want you to do that. That's what we do on our podcast. So okay. I do it's that. about hyping yourself. Well, when I win this Grammy, remember I said it here first. Best vocal. Yeah, here to that Grammy. Yeah, period. <laughs> Best male vocal performance. Lie to me. Twenty two. That's right. Speak that into existence. It's about to happen. For real. Oh my God. It was such a blast having you here. Thank you again. No, thank you, bro. Al Clark Atlanta's finest. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Stephanie, please. Yeah, you said Clark Atlanta and my arm just was like, oh. You better do it. I hated that. I hated that. Me I'm too. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? What does that mean? It doesn't mean. I don't know. You got to ask Talisha and Marcia. They started it. It was before our time, honestly. And that's It was sure. during my time, though. <laughs> well, there's I was there in real time when it started. I think that I, I, and Marcia, I what that mean? What does that mean? Like go off, like oh, you and they used to like you better do it. The OGs did it when we came in, and I was yeah, like, it was the OG thing. Okay, I hated that. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. I absolutely hated that. Wow. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, if y'all don't stop, <laughs> but they were doing for everything. If y'all don't, we should. We gotta like. Put this video on the internet so people know what our hands are doing. Because I think they're black. Like, what are these people talking about? So every HBCU has a version of that. Like they going. Well, they all do it now, but it started with Talisha and Marcia. I'm, That's today's I'm, Black History Black sure. History Fact. Wow! But again, I, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for this. For real. Thank you. Thank again. you for taking time out of your day to talk to our little raggly asses. We live <laughs> in love. Cannot wait to hear the full project that is dropping on April 29th. So everybody, make sure that you uh, pre-save it, uh, pre-purchase right now. Keyword pre-purchase. Um, real quick, are, you, are there going to be any physicals at all? Because I know some people do physical, some don't. Yeah, they're going to be on my website, SergioWasHere.com. Oh, perfect. Okay, because you know some people want to go back to analog. Some people being me. <laughs> so I need to know if I can like physically no because listen y'all the revolution come and they shut the internet off we ain't gonna have no music yeah it's really crazy to think about that's real it's starting to freak me out so I've been like I've been having this whole <laughs> idea of like just stacking a shit ton of money and buying up a lot of physical shit this year so and he's talked about it earlier but the creative direction on his projects is always bomb so you gonna want to flip through the pages and see, that's what I missed too. But we the episode over, so I ain't gonna even go into packaging for real, for real. But again, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Bye, see, homecoming, Sergio. Right, oh, homecoming is gonna turn it. Can't wait. Time for mess. Bye, y'all. What you got going on, baby? Cause I wanna feel your energy all over me I don't wanna stay at home Cause I want everybody to know you belong to me I wanna take you out like a brand new car Let me put some miles on you Yeah, yeah 
I want you to get dressed, hope you're ready, cause I'll be there in 30. I don't wanna hear excuses from you. Ooh, no, no. Can I take you out tonight? To the bar, to the club. I wanna take you out tonight. Can I take you out tonight? I want you to hop inside my car. I wanna take you out tonight. I'm about to pull up on you, baby. Me have fun, don't keep me waiting too long No, I don't wanna hear no excuses from you You know I got plans and I wanna show you Also what an outfit that I like The one that shows your body, body off I wanna see that faces when you're walking with me Make a magic leaving it 